0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We greet you all in the name of our Christ and what a joy it is to have you all to join us for Bible study as far as today is concerned. Um, We take wonderful delight in what the Lord is doing with you. I am trying to get my screen adjusted. All right. Uh, And we sense that God is going to bless us in an immeasurable way on today. i uh, looking forward to sharing with you all as far as our time of study is concerned and sensing and seeking what it is that the Lord is going to do as far as this moment is concerned. So if we could, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and uh, we'll get started as far as today uh, work is concerned. God, we come and we thank you for the sufficiency of your grace and how you continue to uh, show yourself strong and mighty as far as your work and your word and um, this thing called life is concerned. We pray right now, God, that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that you, the master teacher, will show up and teach us your precepts. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway so that we can uh, do what you would desire for us to do, knowing that you do all things well. So, Lord, uh, as you come into this moment, uh, situate our hearts, minds, and affections heavenward so that we can learn all that you desire for us to know. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 So, uh, we see that people are joining us as far as our time of, of sharing is concerned. And, uh, thank you all so much today. Uh, as we continue this conversation dealing with, um, the issue of evil, um, we want to talk about today free will. <laughs> we want to talk about free will. Do we as human beings really have free will? If everything is already predetermined, if everything is already preordained, do we really have free will? Uh, has God? Uh, does God have everything already lined out from the very beginning to the very end? And if that's the case, then... Why go through all the hassle of, number one, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Uh, Number two, if we're going to be saved, we can do whatever we want to. And then number three, since um, uh, if everything is already predetermined, then basically it's what will be, what will be. However, what I want to do is uh, throw all this stuff into what I would call uh, a theological gumbo. Uh, theological gumbo, and I want to really uh, be intentional as far as unpacking this in such a way that we will really appreciate what it is that uh, the Lord will want to do as far as our time together is concerned. So we're going to be talking about uh, the sovereignty of God. We're going to talk about predestination. We're going to talk about election. We're going to talk about human initiative, accountability, and responsibility. We're going through all that stuff, all that stuff into uh, this this conversation and we want to unpack it with some sense of me. So here's what I want to, to wrestle with today. And you can put it in the chat and I see people are filling in as far as our chat is concerned. I want to ask this question. Do you really think that we are free or do you think everything has been predetermined and it doesn't matter? All right. Do you really think we're free or do you think everything has been predetermined and it really doesn't matter? OK, uh, that's that's the tension we want to wrestle with for today. All right. That's the tension we want to wrestle with for today. All right. So let's go to Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight. and Let's look at verses five through eight, Romans chapter eight. And we want to look at verses five through eight. Okay. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. And it reads like this. And I'm reading from the New King James version of the Word of God. It goes like this For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnal-minded is death. Highlight that phrase. For to be carnal-minded is death. All right. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I want you to highlight that phrase. Uh, To be spiritually minded is life and peace. All right. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. And I want you to circle the word enmity. All right. I want you to circle the word enmity. All right. All right. That word enmity, it looks like enemy, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like enemy. Uh, and when we think about that word enmity, uh, basically that is what it kind of means. It kind of means that it is an enemy. Uh, of God. So I want I want you to kind of uh put that on the side. All right.
1: Because a corner of mind is enmity against God for those who are in the flesh cannot
0: please God, or those who are in the body cannot please God. And we've got a lot of unpacking that I want to do as far as this time is concerned, because we've just talked about uh, dealing with this aspect of freedom. And Paul talks about how the understanding of freedom is is being attained. And, and in these verses, in these verses, Paul is answering uh, a question, what does it mean to live according to the sinful nature and according to the spirit? And Paul is unpacking right here in these verses.
1: He's unpacking what that looks like. The former are to um, uh, you're focus on
0: uh, living according to the flesh, to your sinful desires. Anyone that is an unbeliever cares only
1: for his or her sinful interests. Don't care anything. The spirit wants what the spirit
0: wants. So you got this conflict between our sinful nature and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And it is a constant conflict, and it is incumbent upon you on which one you're going to submit to or which one you're going to allow to rule. So that's one of the first things when it comes to this idea of choice. Who are you going to allow to govern your reality? All right, who are you going to allow to govern your reality? So, If you're taking notes, I want you to write down some words. I want you to write down sovereignty, 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 divine sovereignty. I want you to write down election. And I want you to write down free will. And I want you to write down responsibility. All right. All right. Now. Let's get ready to have some fun because when Paul talks about in verse seven and verse eight, because corner mind is enmity or adversarial against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Paul is focused on the sinful mindset to explain that the sinful mindset is always going to lead to death. It is not hostile to God. It's not going to submit to the will of God. It can't do so because it's controlled by the flesh. And then Paul says the unsaved lead lives that are totally void of the spirit of God. And watch this. A believer, uh uh-oh, then who gives into his sin nature is acting like the unsaved. Let me say it again. A believer who gives in to the sin nature, his sin nature
1: is acting unsaved. And this is where we're getting ready to now
0: dwell down and really hopefully and prayerfully uh, take this to a whole nother level. All right. Now, let me just say that, first of all, part of the problem is that when we talk about God's
1: sovereignty, which means that God can do anything that God wants, and predetermined, when we talk about um, human accountability and responsibility,
0: which basically means that, that we have free will, here is where we got to unpack some stuff. And I want to do some intentional unpacking right now. If humanity is free, if humanity is free, then and only then can these important elements of the Christian life be preserved. And if humanity is free, then all that has been said so far has to be rejected by virtue of the fact that there is no God because we do whatever we want to. All right. So that's one thing. Here's the problem when it comes to the idea of predestination versus fatalism. All right. And this is what this is how people confuse it. And this is why I want to unpack what I want to unpack. People said that if I'm predestined to be saved, what difference is it going to make how I live or whether or not I believe in life? I'm going to be saved. I'm going to be saved regardless. That's fatalism, not predestination. Okay. Okay. When you're really converted, we don't talk like that. We want to live for Jesus out of thankfulness and we want to be encouraged by the word of God and we want to give in to the spirit working in our lives. All right? Okay, so what we have to understand is that there's a difference between fatalism and predestination.
1: Fatalism are those who are fatalists. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have chicken and waffles. Okay. That's
0: fatalism. Those who practice or believe in predestination said, that at 1231, I'm gonna make the choice to have chicken and waffles, all right? So fatalist says, regardless, predestinarians say because of. Fatalist basically destroys human responsibility, but predestination establishes it. Fatalist makes humanity a robot Whereas predestination makes us a responsible moral agent. So predestination is not, check this out, in conflict with free will. All right? All right. Because basically what predestination is saying is that if you make a certain choice, there's already a predetermined outcome or a result. Now, here is where I really want to drill down and be a blessing to you. Because God did not create us as human beings to be robots.
1: To be a pawn moving at the will on some chess game. In other words, God has given us the... Decisions and choices. All right.
0: Now, here's what I want you to write down because I'm getting ready to bless you. Write this down. The divine plan neither stops responsible human action or collides with it. Okay. In other words, God does not have to overrule what we do in order to bring the purposes to pass. But rather, what God does is that God works out these purposes by means of human beings who are ordained to freely choose and decide in a responsible manner. All right. Okay. All right um Deborah, you see that if you could let's get that out of there okay that T crown we don't we don't operate like that okay talking about predestination <laughs> all right so uh sister sister L. says I believe God created man to have his free will because he did not want us to want him to be puppy. He wanted us to love it. Exactly. Sister Eloise. Exactly. And and this is where I'm, I'm, I'm really doing the drill down, but you hit it on the head. So basically like what Deacon Eloise said, you and I freely, accountably choose as we want to is the principal means. In other words, God, check this out predestination establishes human free will. And God is determined to work through responsible free agents, not pawns. All right. All right. So predestination does not mean predestination does not mean that you and I don't have free will. So God is free to act only act according to God's nature, which is perfect freedom. And here's what God here, here's some things that God will not do. God is not going to lie. God is not going to go back on God's word. And 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 I'm getting ready to drop this on you. God is only limited by what God is. All right. God is holy, which means that God can't be unholy. (laughs) God is righteous. God is just. All right. God is truthful. God is faithful. An unregenerate person cannot please God. That's what Paul said in Romans 8 because he doesn't want to. So here is where the rubber hits the road. And here is where we're getting ready to have the funded drill down. Check this out. Check this out. So, Kennedy said, why is the world in so much trouble? Because we as human beings make it that way. That's why. We have free will. So we go against the work, what God desires. But here is what freedom is all about. Freedom is not the freedom, check this out, to be something you are not, or to become something you cannot. In, in other words, in other words, you and I, you and I cannot, check this out, you and I cannot be a bird. We, we can act like a bird, but we can't be a bird. All right? So freedom is not freedom to be something that you're not or become something that you're not. That notion of freedom is crazy. All right? Yet those who complain about predestination seem to want it precisely like that. That that ain't how this happens. And when you behave like that, you act like Adam and Eve. Because Adam and Eve wanted freedom from God that resulted in human autonomy. But check this out. You and I cannot be totally free from God. It is human nature to be dependent. So, Watch this. There's no such thing as an independent person. Let me say it again. There's really no such thing as an independent person because as human beings, we're dependent on the sun. We're dependent on the earth. We're dependent on other beings for food, drink, and shelter. Our lives is a web of dependencies and interdependencies. There's no such thing as a totally independent person. Now, this this is where the rubber hits the road. As human beings, we are free because we are free to act according to our human nature. But that nature is not totally self-determined. We are limited. Yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as being limitless. We can exceed some limits, but there's no such thing as being limitless. We have limitations. And you want to know how I know we have limitations? Because we're going to die. We get old. There's some things that we can't do. You can't in your own flesh go and jump off a building and jump off a 100-story building and expect to survive. Because you weren't made to do that. All right? You weren't made to do that. Let me say it again. You weren't made to do that. And then check this out. And you want to know how we, we're, we're limited? We are limited because we're born at a certain time, in a certain place, and all the stuff that goes along with that. So you and I in 2022 are limited by the time of our birth and the time of our death. Okay, we're limited. But within the time of our birth and the time of our death, there are certain freedoms that we have, but it is not free to do whatever we want to do totally. So let's establish certain things. No, you can't be independent. No, because you depend on something. Uh, If you were independent, you'll be in the universe all by yourself. You depend on the earth, you depend on air, you depend on other people. There's no such thing as a totally, truly independent person. No. No, we can't be independent. So that's why God says it's not good for man to be alone. We're not meant to be independent. So some folks need to stop talking about I'm an independent man or I'm an independent woman or I'm a self-made man or I'm self-made. Nobody is self-made. Yeah. So uh, so Mills is saying, so, Pastor, you're saying I need some help then. Uh You're not independent. We're interdependent. We depend on either the earth. We depend on the sun. We depend on air. Ultimately, whether we want to admit it or not, even if you are atheist or, or, or believe in God, you're really dependent upon God, whether you believe in God or not, because God is the one that is responsible for giving us the life that we have, you did not come here on your own. As a matter of fact, here's how you know you're not independent. You didn't. You didn't come here on your own. You had to have a parent, regardless of how they were, as far as your life is concerned. So there is no such thing as a totally independent person. Now, so let me, if I could, help us to really appreciate where where this is going. You don't feel coerced coerced into making choices or decisions, okay? All right? They're your choices. And if you make a choice, if you make a choice, then you got the better responsibility for that choice. All right? All right? Secondly, we as human beings make choices for which God holds us responsible. Okay. Just like Adam and Eve are, are held responsible for what they did in the garden, you and I are held accountable for our decisions, our attitudes, and our actions because we are free moral agents. Now, here, here is, here is the, 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 the bombshell I want to drop on you. We as humans sin because we want to and because it's part of our nature and God holds us responsible for that. God does not force us to sin. God does not coerce us to sin. God does not make us to sin. We sin because it's our nature and God holds us responsible for that. Now watch how how God works this thing. So even though it's our nature to sin, even though God holds us responsible for our sin, what God does, even in spite of our nature and responsibility, is that God is still working out God's plan. Now watch this. The spirit of God works on us to develop us if we make the choice To become like God. All right. All right. I want you to understand that. That's why salvation is never forced. You have to say yes to God. Okay. You have to say yes to God. You have to say yes to God. And when you say yes to God then God, based upon you saying yes, has already predetermined some outcomes because you said yes. Right. All right, now, here we go. Here we go. It is you, it, it, it is you, the you that you were born with, plus the you that you have done over your life events that has created the life that you have. In other words, you were self-compelled. You acted according to your nature, given what it was at a certain time and a certain place in your history. So given a certain set of circumstances, the you that you are did what you will do. That's freedom. Freedom. That's freedom. That's freedom. Okay? That's what freedom is. And so basically, here's what it boils down to. It means that you and I then have to take consequences for the choices that we made because the consequences of our choices follows us. That's how, watch this, God made the world. And that's how God works through providence. So if a choice is made against Christ, freely made, because we chose to, then we have nobody to blame, but who? Ourselves. We have no one to blame, but ourselves. So I sum it up with this. I sum it up with this. God gave us our natures, natures that would act freely, responsibly, furthering the purposes of God. And because God gave us our natures, God does not force us to say yes to God. God does not make us say yes to God. God does not force us to say yes to God, We choose freely according to our nature and we therefore in choosing freely according to our nature, we fulfill the will of God. Okay? We fulfill the will of God. Every person is free enough. Every person is free enough to be himself or herself. But in that freedom, understand... That when you say no to what God desires, there are already some consequences. Uh, Sister Audrey says, "But by being independent, not relying upon God, we inflict harm upon ourselves." Is that so, Pastor? Well, here, here's the thing, Sister Audrey. When we try to do life without God, even even when we do life without God, it ain't independent. We just don't want to trust God, and and I think that we have to be very careful in saying. In saying that we are, that there's such thing as independent. Because even if we don't acknowledge God, we're still dependent upon the things of God, like God's air, (laughs) God's earth, uh, of the human beings that God has placed in our lives. So in that vein, we are um, depending upon others. All right. Uh, So. So when we say independent, I think we, we as Christians have to be very careful to understand from mindset that there's no such thing as being independent. You, you didn't get here by yourself. Um, uh, uh, you didn't make it by yourself. Somebody along the way had to do something uh, and you had to depend upon something, be it, be it a creation or a creature to even get to the place where you are. So uh, Mills, yeah, so you're right. So Mills, you're, you're correct. Um, we have the freedom, we have the freedom to say yes to God, but we also have the freedom to say no to God, but regardless of whether we say yes or no, we'll, we'll fulfill the will of God. We'll fulfill the will of God. All right. So I think I'm done for today. <laughs> um, uh, I hope this has stirred some um, some, some other questions um, um, for, for all of us. Um, hopefully next week we will be able to talk about what I would consider to be something very important and that is dealing with uh, election, uh, divine election. Uh, and we're going to unpack that in, in a, hopefully a very meaningful way. Uh, so before I uh, close out, are there any questions? If so, you may put them in the chat. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? Any questions? Oh, you're welcome, Deacon Audrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce messing up a whole lot of folks. <laughs> A whole lot of folks, yeah, yeah, because it, you know, um, and and even the concept of cultural independence is um, somewhat warped because what what Beyonce is singing about is being independent as far as a man or or not dependent upon a man, but you're dependent upon somebody and something. All right. Any other questions? Any other questions? Uh, all right. If not, if not, we're going to um close out for today. We're going to pick up next week. Um, and, and just read if you want to it uh for for the time being. Uh you can read uh Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. And we want to be intentional as far as Next week's time of study is concerned to talk about what election looks like. Uh, Red Brown, bless you. Thank you. Uh, And thank all of you all for for joining us. And uh, uh, before we close out, just want to give you the wonderful opportunity, if you so desire, to uh, be a blessing. As far as St. Paul is concerned, you can give online. Uh, you can give online through ACS or church life you can drop off um uh, whatever uh uh funds you want to here at the church at 141 Allen Street Charlotte North Carolina um or you can um mail a check or money order to the church as well or you can use givify if you want to give up just put it under um uh TNT so it can be properly given uh Thanks, uh Mills. Greatly appreciated and uh continue to lift us up in prayer. And thank you for joining us. Uh, you all pray for me for two things. For two things. Pray for me for two things. Number one, Pierre and I, we got a teenager. Charis' birthday was yesterday, so she turned 13. Uh pray my strength in the Lord. But then also uh we continue to travel across the state as we seek uh the office of president of our general baptist state convention. I'll be getting ready to leave to uh, head to Greenville uh, to share down there, as
1: well as to Kenanville and then Raleigh, North Carolina. All of a friend of mine share with us on
0: Sunday, the Reverend Reginald Buckley, uh, for my six pastoral appreciation. Uh, St. Paul, you all are such a lovely church and Pierre, Charis, and I are so blessed to be doing life with you all. And I just thank you all for the love and the grace and the
1: generosity that you all continue to show. Uh, I thank God I'm not independent of you, but I am interdependent with
0: you. So blessings upon you all. You all have a great, Great Thursday and take care. Lord says the same. See you all later. Okay.